Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the THGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here, West Loop Downtown, Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Day. BWL Sports. Our Arr. producer, Joey Spath, is rocking the controls. And joining us once again from Nashville, Bulls Training Camp HQ. Mm-hmm. It's our guy, Will to Go Golly. Will underscore Golly. What's up, Will? Often. <laughs> what's up guys i miss you yes sir miss, miss you, too, you too how are things down in nashville we are kind of in between uh a two-a-day day for bulls uh training camp correct correct uh practice this morning had a great interview with vooch transcribed it wrote an article jumped on the bulls central show with jamal and i'm here with you guys it's chaotic it's busy but we're back and we're in basketball season and it feels really good Will, how, how's the room? Because you didn't have it together when, last time we talked. How is the room? I still don't have it together. I'm a mess. It's like a whirlwind in here. And I do not. I'm a clean and organized person. So yes, when I was going to say, that shocks me. <laughs> having having uh, roomed with you in Paris. Yeah, my side of the room was like pristine and Joey was like rolling around on the floor and all of his clothes and blankets. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, Joe. But um, yeah, it's it's nice. Being were, outdoor, were you kidding? That sounded accurate. Well, I just didn't want to throw you under the bus, but it could be real. Uh, well, so obviously we can't wait to get into some stuff from your one-on-one with Vooch that you had earlier today. Before that, though, from this morning's practice, uh, you, you said that there weren't any uh, you know, media scrums with players after practice, but I saw you did post a couple of pictures of some guys still doing some individual work after practice was over and media was let in i saw you know that vid you posted of kobe and io doing some work on their handling zach levine and javon carter getting up some some threes um and anything spicy or juicy that came from what what media could get a look at when they let y'all in as practice was coming to a close not really unfortunately i know people always want to ask about like what's going on practice what am i seeing who's fighting who but the reality is that they let media in to see like the last 10 minutes of practice. And really what that means is people are just shooting threes in the corner and they, they play like competitive one-on-one shooting games. Like what you saw from Javon and Zach was a game that um, actually Vooch and uh, Dragic and Simonovic used to play a lot, which is like you have to make two in a row from a spot and then you get to move on. But if you don't or you only make one, then you have to go back. 
And so it's just like little shooting games like that to kind of add some pressure. So it's not just like shooting in an empty gym. And then uh, we saw Ty Abbott, who's one of the player development guys working with Kobe and IO um, working on some handle stuff. So it's, it's just more skill work and kind of getting reps at that by the time that we get in there, as opposed to like seeing them walking through sets or anything like that. And even at games, they kind of like close down the floor for 30 minutes um, before games to go through and they like turn off all the cameras and no media is allowed in there. They really try to keep that stuff private. Well, did you have, cause you brought up IO. Have you, did you get a chance to see him shoot? Like just, just shoot around, just shoot the ball. Because I saw some video uh, from our guy drew from uh, the bigs. Oh, who has a great uh, interview uh, with IO. And for me, it, his shot just looks a little bit different. Like he kind of changed his form. It, did you get a chance to see it Why, since you've been there? Or I actually have not. And I haven't okay. even really gotten a chance to talk or see Io very much, unfortunately, because it would be nice to say what's up to him. But look, I mean, the Bulls bring in Peter Patton, who's supposed to be a shooting coach specialist to lead their player development. They've got guys like Io, like Dalen Terry, like Julian Phillips, um, even Patrick Williams to an extent who really need to focus on developing and tweaking and altering the mechanics of their jump shot. And I would imagine Io, who is one of the hardest workers on the team to be in the gym, working on that kind of stuff all summer, the way he did last year. And I'm sure every year uh, of his collegiate career in high school his career as well. So um, would not put it past me to say that these guys have really worked on and look better as shooters, uh, clearly an emphasis coming from the top down uh, of this organization, as far as just getting up more threes, creating space, and um, being a more three-point heavy shooting team. So would not surprise me at all. I just haven't seen it with my own two eyes. Uh, Will, you just recently uh, published your newest work covering Bulls training camp on allchgo.com. Uh, you had a sit-down with Bulls starting center Nikola Vucevic. And I, I like we've been talking a, a fair amount about how this Bulls offense can change this season from last and hopefully improve from the 24th ranked offense last season. And that maybe despite what we know, DeMar and Zach can offer this team offensively as two of their more talented scorers, maybe Vooch being the secret weapon and maybe not secret weapon, but just like the key to unlocking a, a more fluid offense. Is that the, the jumping off point of y'all's conversation? Yeah. And I think there's been not like confusion, but I think, you know, the more detail we can get from Vooch and from really any player talking about their game, the better, because I think a lot of people were a little bit surprised to hear him say, like, we're going to use me more like Jokic or Bam Adebayo. Like, that's kind of uh, a bit of a surprise to hear, but that is the way the NBA is trending. Um, if you have skill centers who have really high-level passing ability, who can be good screeners um, and who can make plays quickly and at a high level, you have to utilize them. Um, and so our talk was basically, look, we've run into this problem where if the first first action doesn't work, it's Damar, go find me a bucket or Zach, go find me a bucket. And even at times before even looking to get into an action, that would be the case. Um, the Bulls have to run more stuff and they have to do a better job of getting from that primary action into the secondary action, into the tertiary action. And I think the way to do that is through Vooch. I think Vooch is the best passer on this team, and I think they need to utilize him in a way that emphasizes his skill sets because you want him out there doing what he's best at. But if you've got a guy who's the best passer on the team, what's that going to do for everybody else? It's going to make them better. It's going to get them more shots. 
Um, he's not going to be like racking up eight, nine, 10 assists per game. That's not who he is. And it's hard to do that as a center, unless you're really a point guard like Jokic. But I think they want to try to play through him a little bit more, not as like the bring the ball up the floor and set the table kind of point guard, but just getting into actions and letting him be the guy who makes the next play. Um, I think that's kind of where the bulls have struggled most. And he really agreed with that uh, of just like, that's so much to ask a guy to just create something from nothing every single time down there. We need to do a better job of moving it across the court, keeping the advantage alive. And I think Vooch is, is kind of the best way to do that. Will, did you learn anything about Vooch doing no, this I've interview? I've never learned anything. <laughs> fair, fair point. But on this occasion, I think you, maybe you did. I don't know. But I'm just going to ask you, if, do you think you learned anything new about Vooch? Because I tell you, like, the interview, like, just felt like he was, he's always pretty honest, you know, and pretty open when he's talking. But this one felt a little bit different uh, when he was talking to you. It felt even more open and even more honest. So is there anything that you yourself kind of learned about Vooch doing this? I think what I, what I love about talking with players is learning the game from them. And so I think if they kind of understand that that's my mentality going into an interview, as opposed to like, let me get that money quote, like, let me put your, put your name in a headline and get a lot of clicks off of it. I think that's when guys kind of open up and not just say like, I want to play, I want the ball more. They're kind of explaining what actions they need the ball in and how that can benefit the team. And so I think we really got into that. Um, and that's, that's what excites me being able to talk with these guys. And I think they also, I'd like to think, I mean, just speaking out of turn here a little bit, I, I like to think that they appreciate that as well, where they can kind of trust you to not put their name in a headline and instead actually like try to represent what they're saying um, as it relates to how this team can perform better on the court. So uh, I think, you know, basically I said like, you know, I don't, I don't mean this in like an offensive way, but like Damar's so talented at what he does but he's also limited at what he does, as we talk about, right? Like, he's not a floor spacer. So can you do this stuff when DeMar's on the court? He's like, yeah, we can, you know, uh, it's difficult, but we just have to find adjusted ways to do it. So maybe with DeMar, it's moving those pick and roll actions uh, that you get out of a dribble handoff and then a reversal pass a little bit closer to the basket than you would with a Kobe or a Zach. Uh, you know, there's just, there's other ways to do it. And I think all these guys are smart enough and creative enough. And I think at this point, they're bought in enough to be able to fix that. And I want to emphasize the bought in enough part because as much as we've criticized continuity and keeping this team together, if they had made major changes, I don't think there would be as much of a team decision and a team understanding that they need to play differently. Because I think just with adding new players, you inherently play differently. I think bringing back this same group and having struggled and to a certain extent failed their expectations last year, they all know it's not just we need to do this better. It's we need to find new ways to do this. We need to do this differently. And I think they're all on board with that. And I really do think Vooch is kind of the key to transitioning the Bulls, not just like take the ball out of DeMar's hand. I think that's really reductive, um, but transitioning them into a more fluid offense that, you know, gets you a couple of actions, gets you a couple of clean looks. And if it doesn't work out, you've still got DeMar. It's, it's more you know, you've still got him as opposed to let, let him do everything for you. Uh, th this to me is the most fascinating element of whether or not we can be believers in the Bulls offense being a different offense than the one we saw last year. Vooch doing more 
with his skill set, and I agree with you, Will, grossly underappreciated passing big man, his reaction time when he's on, like, you know, short rolls, making swing passes to corner threes, give and goes, like, the man is a, bu- a brilliant passer. Maybe highest IQ player on the team now that Lonzo's on the shelf. That's fair. And he was talking with you about what they were doing offensively last year, just uh, firing off this quote that you sent us earlier today. Um, we realize it's something we really need to do as far as more off-ball action. Uh, I don't know why we were so stagnant in the past. We're a heavy pick-and-roll team, ISO team. It's hard to do that all the time. Putting that context alongside DeMar DeRozan and how he fits into this equation, and as you said, still being very good at what DeMar does best. We also heard from DeMar yesterday. You sent us a clip of DeMar talking after the you know training camp day one practice, and he seemed to be in agreement that they need to do some things differently this season. But we also all heard that last year, and nothing changed. So what did you glean maybe from sitting down with Vooch today, from hearing DeMar speak yesterday about these offensive changes that should make Bulls fans have any faith that these changes are coming? Because they said a year ago, we got to mix up this offense, and then they didn't. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's a fair point, and it's why all this stuff is fun to talk about this week. But when games actually get started on Sunday, we're going to see if it actually works in practice because that's where that's where you need to see it. You can talk as much as you want, but if it's not working in games, then what are we doing here? So um, we don't have the answers to that yet because we haven't seen it in games. I imagine it's going to take some time. But like I kind of said, I think that there's an understanding in this team, in this group right now, that it's not just, okay, yeah, well, we still got Damar and Damar's way is the best way, or we've still got Zach and really, you know, as long as he's Zach, then he'll be able to get a shot whenever he wants. I think that there's an understanding of like, we've tried that and it didn't work. So we need to try something else because we don't have new guys. We don't have a new team that we can just say, all right, now let's implement your skill set and that will totally change who we are. It's the same guys, Javon and Tori Craig, obviously add a lot in terms of shooting and defense, but it's the same core. And I think they all kind of know they need to play differently. And I want to also hit on something you just glossed over there, Matt, which is that, you know, since Lonzo went on the shelf, uh, Vooch is sort of the best basketball IQ facilitator on the team. I think that's a really good point. And I think it's kind of an underrated element of how this can work for Vooch, because as good of a point guard as Lonzo is, and he was great, he was not Chris Paul in the sense that he was slowing the game down, running stagnant pick and rolls, getting into the elbows, getting into the paint, and then finding shooters or or lobbing it up to the roll man. That was not Lonzo. What Lonzo did well was hit it ahead, move the ball, get to the next one, space out, and then be a shooter. He was like good at quick decision-making, getting getting guys the ball in their spots, and then being able to play off of them, and obviously generating a ton of chaos on the defensive end. But I say that to say Vooch can play similarly. He can get the ball to guys where they want it. He can be the one that is not necessarily running the pick and rolls with a big and throwing lob passes or finding corner shooters, but he can be the one that's shuttling the the ball ahead, that's trailing the play, that's making the extra pass, that's reversing the ball, that's getting into the short roll and making uh, plays out of that. And I think if they lean into that a little bit more, it will look more like Lonzo. Um, Obviously, like I said, he's not Lonzo. That's just Lonzo's one of one. 
but I think his skill set and the way that he moves the ball quickly can help, um, you know, incorporate some of what the Bulls are missing without Lonzo. Feels like also just to um, add to what Matt is saying here, it also feels like there's more of a sense of urgency. Uh, with these guys to get something done this year, more so than last, because I continue to hear them say, uh, and you talked about it too, the last dance, you know, our last chance, our third year in this. And Vooch kind of touched on that, right, Will, about this kind of being the year, like, okay, if this doesn't work this year, then, you know, maybe it might be some changes that occur, you know what I'm saying, they look at right there. Maybe, you know what I mean, we don't know. Maybe even the leaders of the hashtag continuity plan (laughs) will all of a sudden fall out of love with the hashtag continuity plan. Right, right. I mean, because if if for three straight years it's not working, you know what I mean? Like, you might want to, you know, switch something up right there. But it just feels like that because we heard DeMar talk about that, uh, jokingly saying third time's a charm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We heard Zach kind of, you know, touch on it too. So does it feel like that to you, Will? Like, there is maybe a sense of urgency uh, with this team to, hey, man, we got to get something done this year? Yeah, it's it's tough as a player, I think, because you never know what's going on in the front office. You could be traded at a moment's notice, and then you've got to move to a different city and be on a different team and, and acclimate and try to just figure out life with a new organization. So that could always be the case from a player's perspective. But I do think, and this is kind of what Booch was saying, just to clarify those remarks that he made uh, in that Jake Fisher column from a couple of months ago about this being the last dance, like, you know, they have a chance to, this is the third try and they have a chance to do something well. And if they can't, it's like, you have to imagine AK's probably going to be thinking like, what are we doing here? And I don't think, you know, he wasn't trying to be overly dramatic or he wasn't trying to like stir the pot or anything like that. It was more just like, it's kind of how it works. Like just thinking common sense here, if things aren't working and they're still not working and let's try again. And they're still not working you're probably going to at some point see some changes. Um, And so I do think there's a a bit of pressure and sense of urgency to try to figure this thing out because I I really do think all these guys like each other. I think they enjoy playing together and I think they want to succeed. None of them are complacent, even with just like getting into that eighth seed. They want to do better than that. And I think they believe they can. Um, But at the end of the day, like the NBA is what the NBA is and no team you know, floats around in, in mediocrity for too long, you know, maybe longer than some people want, but that's still not that long. Uh, let's uh, get to some comments from people chiming in on this Vooch conversation. It's it's an interesting discourse because the Bulls fans, we as we know over the last few years, the dichotomy of how Bulls fans feel about Vooch is just wild yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I think there's, there's some smart kind of stuff in here. Uh, our guys, Football CF Candy, said, I think it's key. They've identified they want to utilize Vooch more as a connective piece rather than just saying, we're going to randomize the offense and waiting for Lonzo to get back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. Um, our guy, Jamal, from Bull Central. What's Shout up, out. buddy? Saying Vooch is my biggest surprise player this season, predicting he's going to be the most impactful player on the court this year. Mm. Meanwhile, Andrew saying Vooch hitting ahead out of his defensive rebounds with Zach and Paw on the break sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We I talked like about Vooch, it a lot. Vooch can make outlet passes, man. Correct. Like, he's capable of doing that. We talked that. about that last year, remember? Because we were like, yeah, we want him to get that. And then, like you would talk about often, that yeah. trailing three. Like, right. it's the exactly. same thing. Yeah. Uh, we got to take our first break. Will, are you going to stick with us through our ad break and, and hang out for another segment? Because I want to talk more with you about your Vooch combo. Let's do it. Woo! Woven. 
Quavit! <laughs> Big Dave, tell the people out there in Bulls Nation about the great deals at Ray Chevy. Ray! Ray! Oh, Ray Chevy. That's where you get the great deals. Because I know you're in the market for a new car. When the time's coming, man, you got to take that old car. You don't want to keep taking it, trying to get it repaired. It's not going to make it through the winter. You live in Chicago, all right? It's not going to go down like that. Get yourself a new vehicle. And the place to do that at is our guy, Ray Chevy. Oh, because he has now joined the CHGO team. I did a little move right there. Hope you liked it. And, of course, they got the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you will pay when you go to the dealership. It won't be none of that stuff when you get there. They're like, well, you know, I don't know. Are you in the Army? I don't know. Are you an astronaut? I don't know. Are you an astrophysicist? I mean, you know, who knows? You know, we can't give that deal to you. Ray said bump that. I'm actually an astrophysonaut, Dave. Uh, oh, oh. So I do I get a double discount? Actually, you get $50 <laughs> added to yours, sir. So, sorry. Not going to work out. No. But Ray said he don't care what you do. It's the Ray Price promise. That's what you're going to get up in here, man. So, don't you even worry about it. The price you see online is the price you pay. With no add-ons to the price ever. And, in fact, Ray is going to do everything possible to make additional savings for you, which makes the price lower than the one that you're seeing online. So he's going to go digging through the couches for some loose change for mm. you just so he can go ahead and get you in the vehicle that you want. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And you can save big at Ray Chevy during their truck or treat savings. Oh, 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 oh. I love that. Yes, you heard him. Because 0% is back and now available on the new Silverado trucks. The perfect tailgate vehicle. That's what it is. So come on in to Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price. Promise, y'all. Oh, I should get that across my chest. The Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads and let those roads lead you to Ray Chevrolet. Bam. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Uh, we were just at the bullpen earlier this afternoon. I overheard Sarah talking about her latest uh, her latest swing through Sunnyside. Mm. Always a happy customer. Always. As always. will you. Be a happy customer when you swing through your nearest Sunnyside dispensary, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of their high-quality products. Sunny Sky's got everything you need to elevate your football season. Mm. So after you get your awesome deal at Ray Chevy, mm -hmm. drive that car home, park it where you park it, get on up to your living room, get yourself some snacks and some beverages. That's right. And get yourself... Some Sunnyside products. Enjoy your football Sunday. That's right. Uh, they offer, of course, their easy online ordering system at sunnyside.shop. I want that. I want that. I want that. Add to cart. Then go pick it up at store. Get on your merry way. They've got flour. They've got tinctures, the vapes, of course, the chargers, and a beautiful bounty of different Ooh. kinds of edibles. Ooh. They got chocolate if you like the chocolate. Mm -hmm. They got gummies if you're a gummy person. He is. I'm actually made of gummy. Oh. <laughs> uh, whatever you want, you can find it at Sunnyside. <laughs> now, through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. 
not stackable with their other promotions. Mm -hmm. But it's not just for first-time customers. Mm. Every time you shop at sunnyside.shop, mm. just use that promo code CHGO25 at mm -hmm. checkout, and you will get 25% off your order. Mm. That is one-fourth <laughs> off the price. That's math. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season at sunnyside.shop. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois Med card holder. Touchdown. Uh, moving along with our convo centered around Vooch, the man in the middle. Uh, will... One of the other things that I liked about your convo with him that I hope you can expound upon a bit more is what Vooch had to say about when their offense got stuck or got in trouble last season, it's because their initial action didn't work. And then after the initial action didn't work, mm -hmm. especially if it was a dribble handoff or a simple pick and roll, then it was a bunch of people staring around waiting for somebody to do something. Mm -hmm. What did you make of that part of your conversation with Vooch and what more can you tell us? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like we're, we're all watching the same thing, you know? If we see it and they're agreeing with it, like, that's how it's going down. And, you know, I, I just – I can't imagine that that style of play was that much fun for anybody, maybe not named Damar Zach, who really mm -hmm. had a chance to be the outlet. Um, and obviously that I'm just speculating that that's not something that he said. But I just think that the Bulls need to do a better job of, like, getting to that next piece of the, of the possession, um, whether it's the first action or the second action, whatever it is. And I think as we talked about, like Vooch can be the guy that transitions it there. Um, I think with his passing ability, the fact that he can score, the fact that he can play out of the high post, top of the key, the low post, like there's many ways that you can try to use him. And I think the bulls are excited to explore some of those different ways. Last year we saw him coming off of double drags or double pin down actions from the corner and getting into plays where he was the guy getting the handoff um, and he could make a play out of that. So I, I think they're willing to try some new stuff and I think they will because they know they need to. But I guess the whole point is like, you, you can't depend. And it's, it's the same thing we've been hearing. Like you can't just depend on Damar and Zach to bail you out every single time. Um, it's just too much to ask of any one guy and it bogs you down. It doesn't make anybody around them better. And so they need to do, as a group, a much better job of making sure that everybody's involved, making sure that guys get easier and cleaner looks throughout the course of a possession. Because if you've got a couple of possessions now where guys have good shots and they're in rhythm, that becomes – the defense has to guard those guys. And then it becomes easier for DeMar and Zach when they do have to kind of take over or step into a, a slow it down and let me get my own shot kind of a game it makes it easier for them to make a play for themselves or maybe another guy's just feeling it. He's got that hand. Um, so I just think like all these things accumulate over the course of a possession, over the course of a quarter, a game. And I think if you can just start to knock over some of the initial dominoes, then it's going to look like a totally different product. How would you like to see uh, Vooch become more involved in the offense? Do you want to see him touching the ball early or late in the shot clock? Do you want to see him... Uh, passing out of the block more or hanging around the three-point line a little more and running it from there? Like, how do you want to see him more involved uh, in this offense? I think it's kind of what we talked about a couple weeks ago, where I think having Vooch be the one that's sort of initiating actions allows guys like Zach and Kobe to play off of screens, to come off of pin downs. Um, you see, and we've talked about, like, the post splits that the Warriors run where Vooch is on the block in this case, and Kobe and Zach are setting screens for one another 
one slips to the basket, the other pops for three. And it's like, it's chaos. It's impossible to figure out how to guard that. And even if both of those guys are defended, now you've still got Vooch on the block with the ball and you can make a play out of that, whether he's finding a shooter on the opposite corner or he can just go to work himself. Um, so I like that as a concept that takes a lot of energy and effort um, and execution at a really high level to be able to sustain. And that's why the Warriors are so amazing. But it's something that I think the Bulls can easily implement into their actions. Um, the other thing is like the the pistol five that the where you know Demonis Sabonis or Bam Adebayo has the ball at the top of the key and he's just got shooters coming off. Um, and you know w- whether it's a dribble handoff into a three or you've got some floppy action where guards are setting screens for each other under the basket and then coming off of pin downs on either side. There's just so much that you can get going with guys like Zach, like Kobe, like Patrick, um, who, who can come off of screens and then make plays. Because if these guys have the ball on the move, it's just going to open things up. You're not attacking a guy who's set defensively. Um, and, and having that initial advantage, I think, can really go a long way for, for a guy like Patrick or Kobe, um, who may need a little extra help um, as they develop. So I think that's that's a, a crucial way to do it. And, um, you know, I kind of asked Vooch, like, why don't you guys run more of that stuff? Like, why, why isn't that a part of your game? And he was like, you know, I don't really know why we haven't done it that way. But that's basically the whole emphasis of this training camp is trying to figure out how to implement that stuff because we think it'll make us a lot better. I mean, what I hear as a fan when I hear that, who knows some basketball but is certainly no genius, and you're asking a player, uh, a multi-time all-star NBA player who still is playing damn good basketball, why isn't your team doing this thing? that could be useful for your team to do schematically. Mm. And that player says, I don't know. And you just asking the question, how do we implement that? Mm. My fan brain goes, coaching. Mm. Hello, coaching. Mm. It's the same reason Bears fans are pissed about coughing up a 28-7 to lead. Eber sucks. In the second half of a game in which the coach made some head-scratching decisions down the stretch. Mm. Was, I mean... Was there any part of y'all's conversation about implementing these new offenses where Vooch said the word coaching at all? Just like, I mean, Justin Fields said the word coaching or, or like the phrase could be coaching yeah. and Bears fans and the media all exploded. Like, mm-hmm. but do you, so two-part question, did Billy come up in your conversation with Vooch at all about implementing these new offensive styles? And what is your take on how responsible Billy is for making these changes happen? Uh, Billy did not come up from Booch. Um, and I I guess, like, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. And I think the people who just say Billy doesn't know ball don't know ball because Billy Donovan has been a defensive mastermind his entire career. He's always a top 10 defense, no matter what his personnel is. Um, and I think especially with a team where you have three offense first players who are not known as defenders at all to be a top five defense is insane. I mean, that is just truly a remarkable accomplishment. Um, They were the best defense in the league after the all-star break. I mean, that's just, that does not happen by accident, certainly over any stretch of sample size, right? Like they just, they were really, really good. And you don't do that without a good game plan and good execution of it. So I'll say that. Um, first, 
And I think the offensive part is not on any one person. I think there is blame to go around. I think at, at points, whether it's subconscious or not, like the Bulls fall victim to the fact that they have so much talent. Like, why do we need to buy into something if I can just go get a jumper whenever I want? I think that that can be DeMar and Zach's mentality, not to criticize them, but just to say like, those guys get good shots whenever they want, but that doesn't necessarily make you a good offense. It makes you a good scorer, but they need a little bit more from that on the whole. Um, Billy Donovan is a player's coach. He wants to empower his players to do the things that they're best at. And I think the Bulls have done that. Like you, you, they've had opportunities to give DeMar the ball and let him be the scorer that he is. They've given Zach the opportunity to be an all-star caliber scorer, an elite scorer in this league. Um, but I think now it's more about, like I said, finding the adjustments. Um, so I don't blame Billy for this more than I blame the players or the front office for putting together a roster that simply doesn't have enough shooting to where there's space on the court for this stuff to, to work properly. Um, I get the frustration with Billy. I don't think he is like the one to blame, but I think they're all taking accountability in the right ways, which is like, it's not you're doing something wrong. It's like, how do we fix this problem? It's like everybody's getting in a conference room together and trying to understand why the problem is happening. They know there's a problem. You've got to understand why the problem is happening so that you can try to figure out how to solve the problem. And I think Billy is more than capable of putting together an offense that, that does that. It's about everybody else buying into that. Could he hold guys more accountable to where they have to do that? Sure. But there's also been opportunities for him to do that, such as the Magic game last year when he benched Zach down the stretch and the Bulls still lost. And then there was like some weird, you know, tension between them for a little while. That happens too. So nobody's perfect. I don't think he's like an offensive mastermind. He certainly doesn't have the personnel to be able to run uh, a post-split heavy triangle offense that the Warriors run. Um could could they be better? Yes. I think they're they're obviously trying that. And it took longer than it probably needed to in order for us to get to this point. But I don't blame Billy more than I blame the players of the front office for this. I think there's just there's blame to go around when a team this talented is as bad as they were on offense as a whole. Mm. Well, one of the things I'm interested to see is how Vooch's minutes are kind of delegated this year. Uh, one, because he played 82 games last year. He's getting much older. But we want to see him more involved in the offense. So how do you think that balance is going to work uh, there? Like not putting so much on him, but still trying to get him more involved, excuse me, with this team and in this offense. Because it feels like it's easy to say put him with the second unit and then he can be that number one guy there. But then I immediately think about Andre Drummond and – you know, maybe he's developing, you know, some continuity with the second, with those second unit guys. So where do you see, uh, how, how could, can that work for Vooch? What's your starting front court if Vooch ain't in it? I'm saying your second unit. No, I said second unit. We're no, no, talking no, about but, Andre but, Drummond. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. I, okay. Yeah. I thought for a second you were suggesting <laughs> Vooch not being in the starting unit. No, I said mm. second unit. No, calm I, down. I had, I had <laughs> put, many strokes. Put the knife down, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I'm just wondering, can he be in the, in the second unit? But also, 
how do you do that if you got a guy who's played 82 games but is like a 50-year veteran right. that you don't want to play so you're all You're talking the time. about staggering Vooch and yeah, having his trying to see, also bleed into the second unit. Yeah, how how does that how would that work? Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to that's the question I'm asking. Yeah, I mean it's not like line shifts like in <laughs> hockey, right? Like they're they're mixing guys in. Last year it was, you know, bring DeMar out of the game uh a little bit early, five, six, four or five minutes left in the first quarter. You bring DeMar out, you let Zach and Vooch play um together, and then you bring Zach out and you let DeMar play with the second unit. You you bring Zach and Vooch out and let DeMar kind of handle the young guys. Um I think that we are going to see a lot of different lineup combinations. They've got some new guys to mix in. They've got injuries and minutes to manage with Caruso, with Vooch. Um, neither of the guys are hurt, by the way, just in terms of you know keeping them fresh over the course of 82 games. They, they're just going to have to try a bunch of stuff, and they know this. Like they, They're willing to. They, that's their emphasis. That's their focus of training camp is trying to figure out what works. Um, at the end of games, when it matters the most, Vooch is going to be out there with Zach and Damar. And I think that's where they're going to have to learn how to play differently. Um, but over the course of a game, I mean, there's going to be lineups where Vooch is the primary guy. There's going to be lineups where he's the third guy. And he is not, like, complaining about getting more touches. He's trying to figure out how he can be best utilized in the flow of an offense, regardless of who's on the floor around him, to where guys are just getting easier and better shots. Um, so I think there's going to be management uh, there's going to be lineup changes. There's going to be rotations. Like we kind of talked about yesterday, I think there's going to be different starters over the course of the year, uh, over the course of preseason for sure, at that one and four spot, just to kind of see what works. Um, but then, of course, at the course of games, you're going to have different lineups mixed in there as well. Uh, mentioning, you know, Vooch not complaining about a lack of touches as part of this conversation about shifting the Bulls' offense and maybe – having him play a, a bigger slash different role. Uh, people who watch and listen to our show, Die Hard Bulls fans probably also noticed that uh, our pal Joe Cali of the Sun-Times had a piece about Vooch that came out uh, down from Nashville. And there was a quote, you know, speaking, as you said earlier, Will, of people wanting to uh, throw names uh, and, and grenades and headlines. That's, <laughs> that's why we know and love Joe. Uh, I get a kick out of him sometimes. He had some quotes from Vooch in there that were pretty uh, – you know, eye-grabbing, including which Vooch saying, like, because he was talking about Bulls fans who have been loudly anti-Vooch since his arrival and and Vooch acknowledging that he that, that those Bulls fans are out there and saying, yes, you know, Bulls fans on Twitter are the ones who, who I, you know, see or hear about um, saying things like that. And from my perspective, Vooch's perspective, it's people who don't fully understand basketball in that when I came here, I sacrificed a larger part of my yeah. previous role yeah. than the roles that Zach and or DeMar have asked to have been sacrificing. And, and it didn't sound accusatory. It was just Vooch's way of explaining why Bulls Vooch is not Magic Vooch. Right. And I think it, it was fair of him to point that out. But do you think if we reach a certain point in the season where they try this and fall back to their old habits, their old routines that we could start to see a frustrated Vooch. Cause I, I, I you know, I think I believe Vooch when he says it's not, it's not about touches. I just like, I want us to win. Yeah. But if the wins are coming and they're regressing back to their old ways, Gotta then what happens? Right. 
Well, I think that's why they regressed back to their old ways, right? Because the wins weren't coming. It was, all right, screw this. Let's just go back to what we know we're good at. So and so I think there has the to be... Scenario. Yeah, I think there has to be more of a concerted effort from the group at large to commit to a certain style of play so that they don't run into that. Because it's not always going to work. They're going to have yeah. to fight through difficult times. Like we've talked about beating adversity so much on this on this show. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that. And they need to figure out how to stay bought into a scheme that allows them to hopefully at the end of the day come out better, even if at times it's not working well. Because, you know, and we, we talked about this with, I talked about this with Fuji today, like when you put together big threes, the big man is the one that suffers. You know, Kevin Love with the Cavs, mm-hmm. Chris Bosh with the Heat. Like those are the guys that have to take a step back. And I think the reason is, there's a couple of reasons. One is they're not, the offense isn't going through them in the sense that, you know, they need a guard to get them the ball, right? They're not grabbing a rebound and bringing it up. Unless you're Jokic, you're not like the true point guard of the team. And so if other guys, or there isn't a real true table setter on the team, it's harder for Vooch to get the ball in his spots. And he's not the one that's, that everybody else is playing through. So his numbers don't look the same, but it's more than just points per game. And it's more than just assists per game, even for a guy that I think needs to be more of the primary passer on this team. Um, I don't know how Vooch's attitude will change. I'm not going to speculate on that. Uh, but like, I think they're all at a place, and, and I certainly felt this last year during bad losses where guys were frustrated. They want to win. They're, they have pride. They're really talented, and they have a lot of belief in what they can do. And so when you lose bad games, it sucks. Uh, they don't want to be in that position. So I think that's part of the, you know, this could be the last thing because if we've done this for three straight years now and – even if we come in with the right mentality, we want things to change. We're going about it the right way. We think we have a good plan. If it doesn't work, then what do we turn to? And if the answer is back to the same thing that also doesn't work, then after three years, you have to kind of start to think about where you are. You know, where we talk, the, we talk a lot about the players that Vooch helps, you know, or can help potentially uh, if you're running the offense through him and allowing him to be him. But who is the player, in your opinion, that can help Vooch, like maybe reach uh, the level that we kind of want to see him get to? Like, is there a player that can help him do that? Or is it just one that you don't think exists? Especially among the the competition in the backcourt right yeah, now. Correct. Like, is, is there an ideal pairing that you see, whether it be Kobe, Javon, Ayo, mm-hmm. who can bring the best out of Vooch and vice versa? Correct. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that's something that the Bulls have really been missing without Lonzo is – even though Lonzo's not the Chris Paul type of floor general, he's a really good passer. He understands where guys need the ball. And Vooch is going to be trailing a lot of plays, and that means somebody needs to get the ball back to him in order to get the next play. Um, or somebody has to get him the ball in the post so that he can make the kickout passer, so that he can get uh, a smaller guy on him and put him in the basket. So I guess it's kind of hard to say. Um, that's an interesting perspective on it because I've been thinking about it in terms of how can Vooch help everybody else, but you're absolutely right to say somebody needs to help Vooch in order for him to help other people. So I think that's going to be on Damar and Zach because they have the ball the most. Um, But I think also, you know, everybody who's touching it, like you want, you want everybody's hands on the ball over a course of a possession and for guys to be in the right spots, they need to be directed around. I think Damar and Zach are most responsible for that. Um, just given the fact that they have the ball so much. 
Uh, I like this comment from Rosette999 in the comments. Vooch has that point guardsmanship. Bulls should use it more. It's catching on. Bring it back. Dude, that, that's when we know the Bulls are fully back. That's when right. people are busting out point guardsmanship <laughs> in the comments. I love it. Uh, Will, we'll let you go. Appreciate the time, man. Uh, everybody, if you haven't done so yet, go to allcsgo.com. Read Will's latest, which is a Q&A with... Bulls big man Nikola Vucevic that they had earlier today. Great stuff in there. And of course, follow along for all Will's updates from training camp down in Nashville. Will underscore Gottlieb. They got one more practice on deck tonight. Go have fun at practice, Will. See you guys. Bye. The GOAT. That's the GOAT. In Nashville. Quaffing them. Quaffing! Quaffing all the time. Quaffing all the time. Every day I'm quaffing it. Quaffing all the time. Quaffing all the time. (laughs) Uh, was that party all the time? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's take our second break. We'll come back and wrap up with a few other things. Uh, there was an interesting Billy quote from yesterday that I wanted to oh, yeah? give a bit more attention to, uh, okay. uh, right. amongst other things. While we are sharing words from these friends and sponsors of ours, if you didn't do so the first time, if you haven't done so yet, hit that thumbs up button for us. Just like uh, the old Vucci double thumb. <laughs> Vucci double thumb. Click it. Hey, put your double thumbs. Hey, put your double thumbs. Double thumbs over here. <laughs> That's how it goes. You like that, John? You dug it? All right. Put your double thumbs. <laughs> that might be my nickname for him for the entire season. That's what he is? Yeah. I, and I, I don't hate it. I really don't. You know, like, Vucci Mane is a great nickname. It is. When he makes those big plays, it Vucci is. Mane. Or just yelling, Vucci. Yes. Like, Bulls fans used to yell, Luke. Yes, correct, correct. Vucci double thumbs. Vucci double thumbs. Can't beat it. <laughs> Joey, do me a favor. Somebody had asked a Shady Rays question. Uh, in the chat, I need you to bring that up and mm. put put that on on the screen for me one time. Wait, right there on the lower third. Yeah, right there. That's the one. Uh, that yeah, one. I think mm-hmm. I saw that too. Yeah, leave, the the lost and broken replacement plan. Mm-hmm. Leave that right there, sir, because we're gonna do a service today. <laughs> They're gonna do a service today. I didn't get a text from Baby Joey. Uh, he hit me yesterday. What's up, Joe? He hit me yesterday and told me, you know, he's gonna be out of the country for a minute. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Doing some things with uh, George Clooney. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, what a Joey. life. I mean, it's just an incredible life. What a life he must He told me need. he's going to learn how to fly a, a single engine plane. So, I mean, George is letting him do that, I guess. You know what I mean? What am I doing with my life? I'm, I'm, that's what everybody asks when it comes <laughs> to baby Joey. Like, you just don't know because we don't understand. We don't get it. We don't understand. We don't get it. Why? <laughs> Why, y'all? Why? Why are these glasses so expensive? We don't get it. Oh, no. I don't get it. Joey don't get it. Mm. Matt don't get it. Mm-mm. Nobody gets it. But you know who understands and gets it? Shady Rays. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they said, we don't like it. We're going to do something about it. Shady Rays, y'all. The independent sunglasses company offering that world-class product. Just as good as any expensive pair you have put on your beautiful, sexy face. The durable frames. The extremely clear optics for your outdoor. And as this handsome gentleman is going to prove to you right now, your indoor adventiones. Look at them. Plus, of course, they offer the Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replaces plan. Ah, mm. scared Joey just a tad on that one, just a tad. Line drive to first base. That's right. You didn't throw it directly at the glass. You hit the no. floor a little bit, so and it would make a big noise. The, the Bulls hat I'm wearing today is, is a chunky one. Oh, okay. And, like, the brim is real sturdy. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, crack the glass. Wow, wow. So that's why I threw it down. You're, you're, you're a pro. <laughs> I'm considerate. I'm a, I'm a considerate co-worker. Yeah, you, you felt that, Joe. Yeah, he's a considerate co-worker. Yes, I like that in him, y'all. But let's say when he throws that solid-brimmed hat at that glass and it goes splat, sprack, and breaks like that, well, then guess what? 
his glasses would be upset. He would be angry. He will then take those glasses, though. He will put them in an envelope and send them right on back to Shady Rays, and they will send him a new pair, new questions asked. And also, just to answer your question, Anthony, sir, even if you break those glasses on day one, and I'm just going to read you exactly what they say, you can read your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. So, yes, my friend. Right there in the you're ad You're all copy. good. Right there in the ad right copy. Right there, sir. Right here. Long after the purchase, you can send them back in, get you your Shady Rays on, sir. Also, let's say you have those glasses, and they saw you, Anthony, walking around out there with those glasses on, and people say, I like them three or four-year-old Shady Rays glasses he got. And then they go, and they try to get them, and they realize they can't be Anthony. Oh, no. But you can look on that website, find another cool pair, Send that pair that you bought, send it back in. As long as you do it within 30 days, that new pair that you're getting, you will get it for free. But also, Shady Rays Impact, y'all. Shady Rays providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. So exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays getting away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people because the Shady Rays, y'all, well, the Rays are just, oh, so shady. Try it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Over yes. here, honey. Hey, over here, honey. You gotta try these you gotta shady. Try it for yourself. Try it for yourself. <laughs> He's thirty-two. Uh, <laughs> He's sixteen. <laughs> Why does he sound like that? You know what goes great with shady rays? What's that, Matt? Ice cold goose island. That's fair and mm. factual. Look at it now. It's working. Proving it to you right now. Mm-hmm. CH Show is supported by the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Yeah. Y'all know their impeccable ah, beer ah. roster. <laughs> the Hong Kongs. Thank you, Joe. Oktoberfest. It's that time of year. It is literally October. <laughs> Drink to fest named after the month in which we are in. Yes. Uh, and, of course, the Beer Hog family. I'm having myself a hazy hug right now. Hazy. Delicious. Yes. The 312 Wheat Ale, a big popular one, which... That reminds me, shout out. Our uh, CHO head of content, Kevin Kadick, I don't know if you saw his tweet today. Shout out. Will be running the Chicago Marathon this weekend. Yes, he will. And he had a rep from Goose Island on the CHO Marathon pod with him earlier today. Flex. And he's running as a representative of CHO and Goose Island. Wow. They got him the, I think they call him the bibs, you know, like your little number when you run yeah. a marathon. Yeah. His bib number, 312. Wow. Of all of the hundreds, probably thousands of people that run the Chicago Marathon, yeah. number 312, yep. Chicago Marathon participant, our very own Kevin Koenig. I like it. That is the dopest shit. I dig it. That's pretty good. That's uh, pretty good. So, you know, you know what's uh, also dope, not Pretend. quite as dope as that, but also dope, have yourself a 312. Yeah, or that. a full pocket Pilsner. Me and Big Dave's newest favorite. In the Goose family. Grab an Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Ave in Lincoln Park or from their tap room right around the corner here, Fulton Street in West Town. That's right. Goose Island Beer Company is Chicago's beer. That's right. And drinking it just feels like a hug. Oh. 
song feels good. Drink big, responsibly, kids. Big, big Dave hugs were a plenty last night. <laughs> well, speaking of way, uh, before we have a, a quick final chat about the Bulls for sure. today's show, before I forget, shout out to Circus Sports. Yes. Who hosted yes. a really fun gathering at fun. Uh, Old Crow in Wrigleyville yes. last night. A lot of fun. Uh, a bunch of us CHO folk came out to show our support to Circa, and uh, we appreciate them supporting us. Big Dave came all the way to Wrigleyville. Yeah. One no hanging thing. out on the north side. Yeah. And uh, also, it was cool because there were a bunch of other Chicago sports media people there. Yes. We got to chat with Joey. I don't know if you're going to be okay with this, <laughs> but we, we did have a nice, friendly friend of me chat with our pal Shane Reardon from 670 last night. I have no problem with that. Oh, no? Yeah, no problem, Joe? No. All right. We, there was a lot of softball talk. There was. Oh, there was. And Dave and I felt great being able to talk shit, having done you know, nothing to help our CHO softball team. Neither did I this season. To a I championship. Played, I played in only one game, so. Yeah. No, Joe, yeah, you, I don't think you've ever seen me and Matt on the same page when, when we're being assholes. <laughs> I don't think you've ever seen that before. No, I don't think so either. But you know what I, mean? I, I, like, I would hate that. I already know I would that hate that. Us, is, you know what I mean? We got that in us. I'm... I'm you know, he's Matt's more blunt with his, more blunt with his, and I'm more. Yeah, yours you know, is more passive aggressive. I'm like, more you jerkish. probably saw no, him. Mine is like, more jerkish. What? Hey, Shane, what'd you do last night? You know? Oh, oh, the game, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was going to let it slide. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is a friendly little, you know. Yeah, bonding session between different Chicago media people. Oh no, I asked. Dave is the one who kept bringing it up. He was like, hey, Shane, hey, Shane, how'd that game go? How'd that game go? How'd it go, man? I was like, all right, we're doing this. I and, and I appreciate him too, man, because he was he was very straight up about everything. You know what I'm saying? And it, he's awesome. Let me They're say very Shane good is team. really awesome, dude. He really is. And I feel for them. They've lost in the championship, I think, three years, three in, years a in a row. Yeah. Respect to them. They, like, they, they care a lot. It's like, it makes the league fun. So it's all the funniest love. Part, it's all love between us. The funniest us. part was I told him, I was like, dog, y'all the Buffalo Bills. And the minute I said that somebody with a Buffalo Bills 1991 <laughs> AFC championship shirt walked over. And me and Chris Tannehill just started cracking it, up when we saw Was it, it a number, another member of the Odyssey softball team? No, <laughs> no man. Uh, but it was it was so much fun, dog. It was, it was just talking to I had never met before and finally got to meet uh, Chris Tannehill. Yeah, like, yeah. An incredible I'm producer. I nerded out with Chris Tannehill. Yes, like, I did. Joey, don't get jealous. We love you. Chris Tannehill's production work <laughs> oh is my God. just insane it's, it's, it's and out of control i've always wanted good. to tell him that I, yeah. i'm glad that i got the chance to tell me him too. that last night me too i Dude is felt good to tell him that so skilled yeah man i also i, I don't know if uh he was there when you were there i got to say what's up to sylvie yesterday at that event oh sylvie was mark there? silverman aka known as sylvie Damn, Chicago man, sports fans sylvie, from 1000 oh man uh the nicest guy yeah it's just incredible sports radio career in chicago and if you recall was on hashtag Team Bulls Outsiders. Yes. When a certain elder statesman of Chicago sports media was giving a shit. Yes. Sylvie was behind us. He was. And he I was. got to thank him for that. So that was cool. That was cool. I, I did get a chance to see my man Danny Parkins. Parkins, yeah. And, I, and I got to too. meet him and talk to him, man. So that was awesome and cool as well, man. But no, it was just a lot of cool people. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, meeting those guys from the score who I tell them I listen to y'all all the time. Yeah. Like, just on some fan shit. Like, I really enjoy what you all do, you know. So to be able to tell Shane and, and Chris and Danny that mm -hmm. is, is awesome for me. You know what I mean? Shout out to my guy uh, Ray, who was there, you know, with the bald head and the beard. He's oh, an awesome human being. Maybe the best beard in Chicago right now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Impressive. Yes. It is impressive. It, it is really impressive. So, yeah, we hung out tough, man. We had, we had a really 
really fun night, dog. You know what I'm saying? I met some really cool people. Like you said, a lot of hugs were given out. <laughs> and it was and fun. I must say, like, I got here earlier and uh, some people were, he was chatting with Casey and Emma and Cody. And, yeah. And I was like, what's up, Cody? I was like, he was like, man, I'm pretty tired. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was out late last night. I don't know if you, you know, he was like, I was, you know, I was at Sluggers with Big Dave and a few other people. And he was. And I was like, oh, yeah, good. I'm glad you all have fun. <laughs> and I was like, look, you know, I, when I left Old Crow last night, uh-huh. it was like around 830, maybe mm-hmm. 845. And I was like, if I don't leave right now, I'm going to be out drinking with Dave yeah. until an hour that is too late. Because yeah. once Dave is out, I'm out. he's out. <laughs> and I know and have learned over the years to take advantage of that. Yes. Yeah. So if Dave's Correct. out, but now it's like, all right, you know what? Some of our other CHGO friends can have <laughs> some big Dave time. Because I've been there. And I've been the one who's like, Dave, come on. We got to stay out. We got to keep raging. And then the next day being like, oh, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, Matt, what's up? What's going on? No, Mitch. no, no, Which no. Which leads Dave, me no. to, oh, I got to do the, the I, I think it was 9.45 p.m., which was in Paris time, maybe 4.45, and I have a Twitter DM from you. Chatty spat this, let me in if you're up. You were literally walking around the streets of Paris at 4.45 in the morning. That's how Big Dave rolls, baby. Yeah, it was fun. I had a really fun night. I really uh, did. That was yeah, a fun Yeah, good night. times. Also good to hang out with some of like the, you know, the the sales staff here at THO. Yeah, like yeah, me know. Hanging out with Sarah, hanging out with Jim, hanging yeah. out with Chris. People who like, we get the office interaction. Mm-hmm. Just seeing our coworkers outside of a work environment. It's nice. No, yeah. it was fun, man. Like me, me and Sarah's guy, like for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was cool. So he's uh, a good guy. That's a good dude, man. So, shout out. Shout out to him. One more time to Circus Sports for hosting awesome time. Um, and Mama okay. Sarah, shout out to you. Shout out to Mama Sarah, dog. Mama Sarah was out? No. Bringing just, sluggers last No, she night? wasn't. No, okay. but Sarah was just telling me, you know, how much Mama Sarah loves me, and I, was just, I ain't seen it in a while. So shout out Mama Sarah, dog. I got gotcha. you. Want to see her soon. Uh, okay. Real quick, last thing I wanted to touch on is actually something that Billy said after their practice yesterday, and mm-hmm. we, get, we didn't get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a question uh, about how some of these offensive changes might get – put into place, yeah. but also a question of why Nashville? Yeah, um, okay. okay. And his answer was, quote, we have to do something different. We can't just do the same thing and expect everything to be fine, end quote. Mm. After he said that, he mm. then went on a weird monologue that I didn't fully understand okay. because he started talking about technology in modern society and how it relates to communication between human beings okay. and people on their smartphones and how it's it's harder to actually truly connect as humans these days okay. because of phones. It was like an old man rant? Or? Yes. Okay. And it was an answer to, why'd y'all go to Nashville for training <laughs> camp? Okay. And Billy was like, seriously, like it had a little bit of like an old man, you know, in his rocking chair on the front porch, yelling at kids to get off his lawn kind of feel to it. Yeah. To a degree, I agree with him. Like this smartphone never leaves my side. Yeah. And I'm staring at it way too many hours every single day. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. But also that's how the world works. World works now. We work on our phones. We communicate we on our phones. We do. I didn't understand why it had anything to do with him trying to answer why they went to Nashville for training camp other than phones are bad. So we went on a road trip. Like what? Maybe. Okay. Maybe he's saying that it's been too much of that. And this trip kind of removes that because everybody's just 
in together for a, a week or so. Because usually they aren't like that, you know what I mean, during the season. Or you just show up to <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Or you just show up to uh, practice, go home. And you're looking at your phone because it tells you what time it's supposed to be at practice. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it tells you what time it's supposed to be at the game. So there's no real camaraderie or talking like this. Yeah. This is different because everybody's together, you know, right. for a week. So you have to have a discussion. A great example of that is when we went to Paris. Yeah. You know, yes, exactly. we, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Is, is we had that communication. We talked all the time about what we were doing, how we were going to do it. it. It wasn't, you know, through a phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was just connecting in that sense. So maybe that's kind of, you know what I'm saying, what he means by that. Sometimes like, when it comes phones. to relationships, <laughs> I think like quantity equals quality. So, you know, like these guys see each other every day, but like this is really spending like extended amount of time together going out of your way to like bond. So, I mean, do I think it's going to like lead to vastly different results on the court? No, but I do think like that's a good thing to have in your locker room. I'm a believer of, you know, the brotherhood and whatnot, but I I do think that like a trip like this will be good for the team. Yeah. I mean, and and, like, I think that that is a fair point to validate some of what Billy is saying. Mm -hmm. I think... The reason it kind of stood out to me as a, as a little weird and a little silly is, is not just because of the old grumpy guy who doesn't like smartphone technology rant that came on the back end of it, but being a question framed as why Nashville and your answer being we have to do something different, mm-hmm. we can't do the same thing and expect everything to be fine. As a Bulls fan, you're like... Are you referring to the fact that last season was not fine and you <laughs> fell woefully short of your team's goals and expectations, which were to be a playoff team again, mm. and you didn't do that and you got to do something different? Because to me, as a Bulls fan, if the thing you do differently is just where you host your training camp, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. You're going to come back from Nashville and you're going to be the same group of players with the same flaws that you were a year ago. Mm. Okay. <laughs> And there it is. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to get me this heated, but god damn. A trip to Nashville has made him upset. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. You know, Philly went to Colorado. I don't even want to see what's going on right here, sir. But, yeah. I mean, they're trying something, like doing something different in that sense. But you're like, no, actually change what you're doing on the floor. Change what you're doing on the floor? What I did we just spend the first 40 no, minutes of today's show talking about? No, I completely Those understand. are the changes you need to be worried about. Right. But they do feel they they are they do feel very passionately about team, you know. Like AK talked about that a lot when he got like everybody yeah. being one and together. They and, really feel passionately about that. It, yeah, and it's like also, and I think Mark Eversley was answering a similar question about why Nashville when he did the six seventy interview last week, saying the thing about. They told us in their interview, their exit yeah. interviews they didn't really feel like a team. Right, exactly. Like okay, well, like go bond. Yeah, but. In between your bonding, <laughs> while you're practicing basketball stuff on a basketball court, yeah. maybe change some shit schematically as well. Yeah, that will help a lot also. That will. That will help also. So I guess they're doing that for that, and I think we'll see those changes on the floor, but I understand that frustration. Like, that shouldn't just be it. <laughs> like, if that's just it, we went on a, a, a trip, <laughs> then Matt's anger is definitely well-deserved, but I don't think that's going to be it. I think we will see those changes also. It's, on the you floor. know, like uh, that scene in Remember the Titans when the buses come back and it's all like they're all like singing the same yeah, song yeah, and everybody's all happy yeah. and jovial as opposed to at the beginning of yeah. summer. They all leave and like, 
There's like segregated oh, buses and everybody hates me. each other. <laughs> and all the parents waiting to pick them up in the parking lot are like, <laughs> what the? Did, did they fucking drug them <laughs> out there at football camp? Get over here now. Get over here now. <laughs> Have they been hypnotized? We see your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? No, not hypnotized. They've just been captivated by the beauty and brilliance of Denzel Washington. This is fair, as all of us have been. This is true. Uh, just about out of time. One more quick shout out to our friends at FOCO. Football mm. season is here. It's here. Get yourself fitted out with all the football gear you need, whether it's for your tailgate, you're going to the game, or just hanging out, watching with your pals in the living room and want to look your Sunday football best. They mm. got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in betwixt. Plus, shout out to them for providing some of our set decorations here in both studios A and B. Yes. And CHGO Studios. Uh, if you go to their website, foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, mm. or click the link in the description here on YouTube. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order. Yes. There it is. You see it there. The little logo, the bobbleheads. Hey, bobbleheads. Um, foco.com, promo code CHGO, 10% off your order. Get everything you need for your football season. Yes. From Poco. Yes. Um, we are out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have another practice tonight. Yes. So make sure you are following Will underscore Gottlieb on Twitter yes. for more updates from tonight's practice. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I think they've got one more practice tomorrow morning mm -hmm. that Will will also be attending. Right. And then we'll make his way back to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Will and Mark K will have a training camp wrap-up episode HQ Absolutely. for y'all on Friday. Correct. And then, y'all ready for this? Say it, Matt. Episode number five this week mm. will be on Sunday afternoon <laughs> following Bulls versus Bucks, y'all. Yes. Post-game shows are almost back. They're back, baby. Oh, oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh. Bulls basketball. And it's at noon. It's a noon on a Sunday and a week when the Bears play Thursday night football. Correct. So we don't even have to worry about mm -hmm. Bears and Bulls and who, who we love more. Nope. Bulls. It's Bulls. Preseason game one Bulls. this Sunday. We will have post game for y'all after that. Bulls. That is so dope. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy. Follow Big Dave on Twitter at Bow, BNW All Sports. Bow. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis, is at Joey Spathis. Hey, Joey. Joey, two thumbs. Hey. I'm Bulls <laughs> underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Thanks for tuning in, Bulls fans. Hit that thumb on your way out if you don't, haven't done so yet. And we will talk to you soon. See you at the beginning. Peace.